The Dart Depot is proud to be partnering with SENZ to bring you the very best in darts. 180! Talking darts, this is At The Oki on SENZ. SCNZ listening to At The Yockey here. It has just gone one minute past nine. This is Ben Francis was going to take you through till 10 o'clock tonight. And I know there has been a lot of texts coming through the last couple of shows we have done here on At The Yockey. They've been asking, where is Ben Robb? Well, New Zealand's number one player has been pretty busy. He's been incredibly busy. He's a very, very busy man representing our country. Very proud across the world and in New Zealand as well. Luckily enough, I managed to twist his arm and he's back here tonight. So, Big Rig, Ben Robb, welcome back. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Thank you. It's good to be back, Ben. Oh, it's uh, awesome having you here, mate. Uh, can you, You've been very busy. Can you kind of just run us through some of the stuff you have been doing? Oh, I think I haven't had a free weekend in about a month. Um, DPNZ 1 and 2 in Papakura. Uh... Two finals there, one first final against Hopi, second one lost to Wazza. Then jumped on a plane Monday, Arvo, uh, flew to Germany. Uh, flew on the Monday, got there on the Tuesday local time. Had two days to kind of get over the jet lag and then I think it was the second game up on the on the opening night. So yeah, then beat Switzerland, played well. Felt good up there, it was hot. And then uh, had the next day off, played again, Went out there and played Ireland, played Daryl Gurney. I thought I started off well, scoring was well, and um, the moment and the heat in the room kind of got to me. And uh, yeah, then my, my dart started dropping, and then Daryl just you know showed his class and did that. And yeah, and then was a went down. He was two 0 up, and he dropped off as well like me. And that uh, will both be better for that in the long run, I reckon. Anyway, so yeah, then uh, had a few days in Frankfurt, did the tourist thing. Jumped on a plane, flew for 30 hours to Auckland, um, seen my kids for two hours, jumped on a plane in Chicago, uh, had a six-hour sleep, then got up and played the Southland Masters in, in Southland and was able to win the final against Hopi there, which was a massive win for me. Um, I was tired and I had jet lag and I was I didn't think I was going to win it, but I thought if I could get points for you know my standing and all that, the ranking, I, you know, I thought that's what what I was going for, and did that. And then the following weekend had a had a weekend off, see the kids. Um, you were the Warriors, weren't you? I went to the Warriors homecoming, man. That was awesome. I, yeah. I saw I saw the photos. I, I was there myself, and I thought oh, I didn't see them. It would have been quite cool, but yeah, it was quite, yeah, quite got, the experience. Picked that up late. Uh, Lana's friend. Um, uh, had some tickets that couldn't go, so he gave them to us, and that was amazing to see the boys come back after so long. I'm a big Warriors fan. Uh, they went to nationals the week gone, weekend gone, and 
got semi-finals of, with my boy John Hurring. I uh, lost to Hopi and Tukina, who are the defending champs, and they went on to win it again. And then won the um, national singles for Chartered. On Saturday, played well. Double start, kind of comps, hard to win. Double start, yeah. it throws, you know, throws it in the works, and you, you don't start, and anyone can beat you. And me and Hopi had a, had a great game in the semi, went all the way, and was able to pip him right at the end, and had John in the final, my boy, and um, yeah, got over him in the end. So it's been a lot of darts, but some some good results for me. So I'm yeah, it sounds stoked. like you're doing a bit, quite a bit of winning there. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of finals, <laughs> mate. I'm either winning or I'm losing to the winner, so it's a, it's a good sign. Can you talk us a bit about that experience of being at the World Cup? I know you'd been there before, but you didn't play. Uh, was it when Cody was there? Yeah, Cody and Hopi. With Cody and Hopi, but you were actually playing this time. So you started off with the pairs in Switzerland, which. You've done a bit of pairs before, of course, but being up on the stage is a little bit different. Yeah. And then, of course, you go to that second round and the format's kind of a bit different again where you're playing the singles and if one of you, you or Warren had won, you would have played the doubles again. What was that? Just talk us about that World Cup experience. Yeah, so playing pairs, I don't know, there's been a few discussions about the format and whatnot, and I, I agree with you too. I think I think it should be pairs the whole way through. I think... Any, you, si- any singles at all, or we should have just got just to 10? Just lift the game, make the game longer. Like, yeah, instead of having first to five and next round first to eight or first to seven, then first to 10. You can even see um, the, the other players, the other pros, they were more animated, they were more into it when they were playing pairs. I think it just offered a bit something, something a bit different. And it was hard playing first to fourth singles because you know, me and Woz, you know, that's our first time on TV the whole, you know, the whole year. And... And then you want to have that opportunity so much, and you're going to get first to four legs to kind of show what you can do, and and then that kind of adds to it as well, and probably showed why we were a bit nervous when we got ahead. But um, yeah, and those boys do it week in and week out. So I mean, if they lose the next week, they do it again. So it, it means more for the lower tier teams because they they get limited opportunities. So, but you know, um, all about the trust in the process, you know. And um, just knowing that every time I'm getting there, I'm getting more comfortable. Um, it's like starting a new job, you know. You show up, you kind of feel a bit uncomfortable, but the more you work with people, the more you get to know them, the more you feel comfortable in the room. And I feel like I've been doing it quite frequently and I feel more comfortable in the room. So hopefully it um, comes together. What about rubbing shoulders with all these guys? That, you know, you get, the, you get the top of the, the top ones when they come down here, but I guess you're kind of rubbing shoulders with different people and a lot of different cultures as well. Yeah, the big names, you know, the guys you kind of admire on TV. You know, for me, it was like when I seen Gary Anderson, that kind of got me fizzing because it was just, you know, he's right there and he's just talking to me like a normal person. And then the more you're around them, the more you realise they're just like normal people and you just, you know, everyone's just trying to prepare their best. And Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, the more I'm in there, the more comfortable I am and the more that, that I'm there, they're, they're more engaging with me now. So I think I perform a bit better every, every time and... You know, I start walking around and, you know, people like Dirk and Danny Noffitt, like, hey, Ben, great darts. That big double one you hit was massive. And it's just like, it's a, it's a buzz for me. So, yeah, hopefully um, one day they ask me for my autograph. <laughs> <laughs> who, who is the best player to deal with? Like, who, or which player at the World Cup did we, were you most kind of starstruck by? Uh, I've never been starstruck, to be fair. Uh, first time I met Auckland Masters, I walked in the room and my mate, uh, 
um, Aaron Rhodes I took in there with him he's like mate do you, how do you feel like you know do you, should we get some signatures or something like that and I was like <laughs> I walked in the room and I was like mate they should be asking me for my signature being a you know cocky dude or whatever <laughs> but like I've never put them on a pedestal because I've always had the feeling that I would be competing with them and I felt like if you do that to people you're competing with then they've already got the, the upper hand so not so much starstruck um, seeing the way Gu and Price conduct himself was pretty cool because I know he is, you know, he has a lot of public pressure on the way he plays on the stage. But he kind of just handles himself so well backstage. He kind of just goes about himself. And, he, 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 you know, he's in good shape. He, he, he's got good posture. And he just he just looks like the ultimate professional for me. And I kind of like, that's what I was kind of admired the most on, on this trip was how he kind of just held himself when he was walking around the room. You've met Gerwin. I've spoken to Gerwin a few times, you know, over Zoom, over the phone. He's a really good person, and I you feel a bit sorry for him and some of the treatment that he does get because he's actually a really, really good <laughs> person. But I, there's been a bit of a talk, and quickly touch on the tennis here. I kind of see him as a bit of like a Nick Curios kind of character, someone that is not really liked, but he might actually not be a bad bloke. To be fair, you know, it's kind of just the way it's perceived. But Definitely. I like I like it that he's he's different. He offers something different, and that's what I guess what excites me about watching Gurren Price and in six weeks time that's why I can't wait to see him down here in New Zealand for the first time definitely and the style he plays is, 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 is his own you know and I, I quite play quite similar I get quite animated I get quite pumped up oh you did <laughs> when you beat me I've never seen anyone act like it <laughs> oh mate I, you know it's just you know it's I can I am one to say that when you're in the, in that situation and you're just being absolute compet like your competitive nature comes out like it is what it is, but you should judge a man by how he is off the hockey, not on it. Because if you judge me by the way I play, you probably think I was quite arrogant. But if you meet me off the hockey, uh, I'm just like a humble, nice guy that will just take you know. And he's exactly the same. If I, you know, people walked up to him. He didn't turn people away. He took photos and he was engaging with his with the fans and stuff. So yeah, he, he gets a hard knock of it. But I mean, if you want to be a world number one and compete for majors and all that, you you got to be criticised. So I think he handles it well. It's 10 minutes past nine here on At The Yockey, proudly brought to you by the Dart Depot. The Dart Depot is proud to be partnering with SCNZ to bring you the very best in darts. Now, Ben, before you came on air, we had a bit of a challenge for you, and this is something that we are going to be launching. Uh, I think it's actually in two weeks' time, but because you're a busy man, we got you to do it tonight, and that is our uh, SCNZ 9 Dart Challenge. So essentially what we're doing is that we're going to get all of the hosts, everyone associated with SCNZ, and any uh, any guests that come into the studio, we're going to get them to throw nine darts at the board, and we're going to have a bit of a, a leaderboard in terms of who can score the most with nine darts. And it's actually been a bit of fun. It's offered a bit of competition in the office as we've been you know, doing our scores and practicing and that. Uh, we got Ben to do his... Uh, tonight, because I don't know when he'll be back, because we'll touch on it later. He's got a very, very busy schedule <laughs> coming up again. I, he, he fed very well, but what we want everyone to do as well, you can start practicing now, but we'll bring it up again in the next show. And in uh, two weeks' time, which will be the 25th, send in, you, you can video your nine darts, just throw nine darts at the board, do a couple of goes if you like, uh, and then send your submissions to uh, SNZ Radio or on the, on Facebook or wherever. You can send them to myself, and we'll go keep a tally and we'll see how everyone's tracking. And just for a, a bit of fun, and we also want to see how good our 
you know our celebrities uh, and New Zealand sporting icons are how good they are at darts because people think oh darts pretty easy step up there throw darts now yeah yeah put a couple of cameras on them <laughs> yeah exactly and that's what we did tonight so we'll have Ben's video up at some stage I'm not too sure when but keep an eye out for that but there'll be more information to come out about that as I say there'll be a leaderboard and there could be a prize at the end of it for you as well it's 12 minutes past 9 here on At The Yockey we're going to take a short break and when we come back we're going to talk a bit about some of the big news going on in the PDC and explain to you why we could not get someone on from the PDC today it's 17 minutes past nine here on At The Yockey on SENZ, proudly brought to you by the Dart Depot. The Dart Depot, it is all about the darts. You're listening to myself, Ben Francis, and we have in the studio, he's back this week, big rig Ben Robb after a very busy trip around the world and around the country, but we've got him here for tonight and he's going to be very busy again, so this is a nice big treat. Keep your texts coming through on 8833. We have had one in here from Daniel. Congrats to Ben on the win uh, at Hornby, absolutely awesome games to watch, and the semi final against Hopes was epic. Quick question We have been wondering is Daryl Gurney as miserable off the stage <laughs> as he looks on it? I can tell you from my experience, Daryl's actually very nice to deal with, but Ben might have a different story. <laughs> on the stage, he was like intimidating because he's such a heavy stare in, in the way he plays the game, but off the stage, man, he was, he was uh, complimentary of my game. He was. Didn't had nothing wrong, but like bad to say about me. He respected the fact that I went number one uh, on the second day as well, because he, he said that he thought he was he knew he was going to be number one. He wanted to see if if I would want to challenge him. That's how he said. That's how he put it. But no, he was nice as about it, and no, he's a good guy. And we shared the van on the way back to the hotel, and now he was just cracking jokes and just like a normal Kiwi dude, just having a laugh and enjoying that. So no, he was a good dude. Keep those messages coming through on double eight double three. You can give us a call 0800-150-811. And in about 20 minutes' time, we're going to have Colin Lloyd on the phone, the former world number one, to discuss uh, some of the aspects around the world match play, which gets off this weekend, actually. And that's kind of the reason why we are unable to get any of the PDC players on the phone, because the majority of them in about... Uh, less than two hours' time, will be taking part in the Players' Championship 21 event, which will be the last opportunity for many of these guys to qualify for this year's World Match Play, which is regarded as the second biggest tournament on the PDC calendar and one which many players say playing at Blackpool Winter Gardens is their favourite venue. So there's lots on the line heading into to today. And they've had three Players' Championship events over the last three days. Dirk van Dijdenboe beat Gabriel Clemens 8-zip. He won a few days ago. Then Danny Noppet beat Andrew Gilding 8-6. But yesterday was the big one. Yesterday was the one which many darts fans over here and around the world will be delighted with the most. And that is because a massive fan favourite and a two-time world champion and Adrian Lewis won his first title in over three years which now puts him in the mix to compete at the World Match Play. I think it actually guarantees him a spot at the World Match Play. Ooh, old jackpot, eh? I, I would say that 100% of those players in there will be thinking, is he back? Because, I mean, you can't win two world titles, world champs, if you don't have something special in your locker. And um, nah, I think everybody would be happy to see AD get over the line because when he's on, he puts on a show and he'll be so hard to beat. So I hope he's back. Uh, it'll be good to see hope, see some consistency. If he can do it back-to-back, -back, I think 
you know, he'd be a real chance at the match play. Exactly, and this is what his, how his game played out, and we've got also a bit of reaction from him as well. But Adrian Lewis gets a dart at tops. 77. And he's just over the top once again. To keep it going. 26. The only reason it's still going is because of that miss, and it's Lewis at double top again. And this time, it's jackpot joy. For Adrian Lewis, he's finally got over the line for the first time in over three years. March 2019, mm. last time you won one of these. What does it yeah. mean to you to claim another one now? It's, it's more important because, like I said to you, obviously we've done an interview, aren't we? You know, mm. and, um, it, it was awful because I thought I might not make the match play because I caught COVID the other week. Um, and it was, you know, it was hard. And then obviously after the first day, when uh, you know I got to the semis, I thought, well, it takes a little bit of pressure off. And then today, and yesterday had it. I played a rack yesterday to be fair, and lost to Matt Campbell, who played really well. So fair play to him. And then today I thought, right, come on, just just give it what you've got. And then I was trying too hard, and you know, as he do, as you do. Because obviously the match plays on everybody's minds. These yes. four days here in Barnsley, this race to the match play is yeah. is a massive thing for a lot of players. Some yes. guys trying to get there for the first time. It is hugely important. That must have been your first priority when you came here. Just get to. Of course to it was. Like I say, you know, or if, if somebody said to him, you know, take um, the last 16 even on the first day, I'd have put your hand up, yeah, because obviously it puts them under pressure. But Gary Plummer said, you know, he said to me from Target, he said, listen, I believe in you, and uh, I've seen what work you put in over the last few, you know, few months and so on. Let's see what you've got, and that was it then. When, what was the point with the, the, the day today when you must have thought, I'm going to Blackpool here, I'm, I'm sorted. Did you then start thinking about the time? <laughs> no, 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 I didn't really. No, not at all. I, all I kept saying to, to Craig, I kept saying, is that me and no? I don't know, Aid. I don't know. How do, how do I know? <laughs> and then I won the next one. I'm and no. I don't know. I haven't looked. So it was like that all the way through. Was there any ever, ever any point over the last few years where you wondered whether this sort of stuff would happen again? Because this is a 27th title. It's an enormous number of titles you've won, yeah. Adrian. But the first for three years, it's a long wait. For I can you. say one thing. It's been the hottest title I've ever won. <laughs> <laughs> it's bloody boiling here today. Um, no, I always believe in myself. You know, I've said to you before, I believe in myself. It's not, if, if everything clicks, I've got a great chance. I can lose to anybody and I can beat anybody. And that's, that's my motto, really. Well, with Adrian Lewis in the match play, it's going to no doubt throw up a few surprises. It's 23 minutes past nine here on At The Oki, proudly brought to you by the Dart Depot. The Dart Depot, it's all about the darts. And we just said before as well that we'll get Colin Lloyd up uh, in around, uh, we're going to say about 20 to 10, but he's joining us on the phone now just after an intense workout. Colin, how are you? I'm very good, Ben. How are you? Oh, very, very good, mate. It's uh, good to have you on the phone. And with the World Match Play starting this weekend, I thought, who better to get on than a former World Match Play champion and Colin Lloyd? <laughs> Listen, mate, only great players win that event. Only great yeah. players win that event. <laughs> can, you, can you talk us just through how hard it is to win the World Match Play? Yeah, it's, it's one of those events that uh, you need to turn up are in good form, obviously, but you need to be in the zone and you have to stay in the zone for the whole nine days that you're there. You can't, you can't let anything take your mind off of the job in hand. Because it's match play, there's no sets involved. We call it in the darting world, we call it a racer. 
there's a certain amount of legs, unless you get to, say, like, nine all, um, you have to win by two clear legs. Although I'm not sure if they've got that anymore, but the racer, anyway, you have to be focused, you have to be pretty fit, because the weather over here now, it's, like Adrian just now said on your show, it's baking hot. It's so hot over in England at the minute. They're playing in old winter gardens. Obviously, you can't have air conditioning on anyway. And it's so hot and so intense, you've just got to make sure you're focused and in the zone. And whoever's focused and in the zone the best, they're the one that's going to have a run. And we just touched on before as well with Adrian Lewis. He's pretty much guaranteed his spot there. He's going to be the one, probably the yeah. one player in the mix that these seeded players will not want to face. Well, no, of course they won't. You know, no, Adrian's a class player. You know, you don't, you don't get handed two world championships back-to-back. European champion, UK Open champion. Adrian's a class act. A class act. He, he just lost his way a little bit over the last few years. And it was actually nice to see him win a tournament again. He's proved a few doubters wrong. Um, I think actually he's proved something to himself. I, I, I mean, Adrian does believe in himself in a dar- on a dartboard. But, you know, from, from past experience, when you go so long without getting results and you lose certain games... You do start doubting yourself, and you do think to yourself, have I got it anymore, you know? Uh, am I good enough anymore? But listen, he's beat top players in the world yesterday to, to, to win his 27th-ranked event. Um, he's got another big day today. There's another ranked event today, another Pro Tour event. And Joe, you know what? If he can have a good day today, because the hard work doesn't stop. Just because he's, he's stopped the rut of a three-year drought, now's the time to push on. He's proved to himself and proved to other people he's still good enough. So today, if he can have another good day today, I think that'll give Adrian amazing confidence going into the world match play. Yeah, true. Hey, hey Jules, it's uh, Ben Rob here. A bit of a fan from New Zealand, mate. How are you? I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you? Good, good. Hey, um, just a question, uh, two questions. Um, who do you yeah. think's under the most pressure uh, at, at, at this major? Do you think Dimitri holding his ranking, or do you think... Uh, players coming through that are really chasing a major to uh, to, to make their uh, rankings rise here? I think, um, like, like you say, with Dimmy, uh, you know, he's, he's been showing some good form just of late, and he seems to turn up when it, when it seems to matter. Um, he is quite a laid-back character, but like you say, there is quite a bit of pressure on him. Um, as for someone, I think... A lot of people have gone off the radar a little bit from, from the start of the year. Like, Johnny Clayton's gone off the radar. Peter Wright's gone off the radar. Um, Geraldine Price has gone off the radar. You're thinking to yourself, where are you guys? What's Michael Van Gerwen going to play like? We haven't seen a lot of MVG just of late. So, the big names, I think, Ben, I think, I think the big names have got to prove themselves here. They've got to turn up. They've got to go in there and put in a big performance. Um, I think there's I think there's a lot of pressure on Peter Wright, really, in, in my eyes. I, I get on great with Peter Wright. He's, he's a lovely fella. He's had a few things going on. He's one minute he's got glasses on, next minute he hasn't got glasses on. <laughs> he chops and changes. He chops and changes around with his darts a lot. We know that. But there are now when he used to chop and change his darts, he used to think, well, all right, yep, he's still playing brilliant. Now there seem to be a few little inconsistencies. And maybe the chopping and the changing isn't helping anymore. Maybe he needs to pick something and stick with it. 
listen, whatever happens, fellas, I think we're in for another fantastic world match play champion. And whoever gets crowd champion at the end of the week will be a worthy winner and a great champion. I'm going to throw one name out here. Is Michael Smith going to finally break that drought? <laughs> Do you know what? I was sitting there, funnily enough. I'm driving back from my little keep fit class. And I was thinking to myself, why has no one mentioned Michael Smith yet? And I was just about to mention him. You've asked the question. Um, listen, I, uh, we've all said it before. You know, you've probably spoke about it on your show. We speak about it a lot over here. Michael is so, so talented. He's such a devastating player on his day. He makes the game look ridiculously easy. I think if he can win one, if he can just get over the line in one, he will be such a force. He'll be so, so hard to beat. But no one can do that for him. Only he can do that. He's someone that he has to believe in himself. He believes in his game anyway. But all of a sudden, when he gets to a certain point, he's sometimes like a rabbit caught in the headlights. And he freezes. And when he freezes... It may only be for, like, a few legs, but the damage is already done. At the World Championships, a prime example, he was playing absolutely brilliant leading up to the final. Yeah. He played very poorly the first three sets, and that's why he was three sets to nil down to Peter Wright, um, because he was that rabbit caught in the headlights again. If he'd have got out of the traps, like he did in the other rounds, it'd have been three sets to nil up, and who's to say we wouldn't be talking about Michael Smith now as the current world champion? But he gave he gave Wrighty that three sets to nil lead. Someone like Peter Wright, Gezi, Johnny Clayton, MVG, you can't give them you can't give them a head start. You give them guys a head start, you're fighting uphill all the way. So if Michael can just get up there, relax, enjoy his game. Don't listen to the crowd. Don't listen to what we say, you know, because he's always putting pressure on himself. Just do it. Just go out there, relax, enjoy yourself. Let the darts flow. Because when he does, fellas, listen, the boy's devastating. Absolutely devastating. And he could, he could, rule, he could rule the game of darts for the next five or ten years if, if he can just get over that line. Exactly. Can you just tell us as well, Colin, kind of the uniqueness of playing yeah. at the Winter Gardens and – the, the the venue, I know so many people like Phil Taylor, they say they absolutely love playing at the Winter Gardens and because it, it's such a unique venue yeah. with, the, with the high, you know, tiers of people there and how enclosed it is. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it's a typical old Winter Gardens, the big high ceilings, the balconies. Um, although you're up on a big old stage, the crowds feel like they're right on top of you and you feel like you can just stick your hand out and touch everyone, you know. Um, but I think also it's, it's, it seems like a party time there because, you know, the school holidays are on top of us. Um, it's, it's a seaside resort town is Blackpool. And everyone's there having a good time on their holidays. You know, people are playing on the, on the beach and all that sort of thing. And it's just a really nice ambience about the place. Um, but, you know, as soon as you step in that winter guns, your stomach's churning, stomach's churning. As soon as... If you're a debutant, let's put it like this. If you're a debutant, I would go there the day before or get there early enough when there's no crowd in there. Soak it up. Just sit in the middle of the, uh, of the arena, soaking it up, have a look around, stay in there for 10, 15 minutes. Because believe you me, when the crowds start coming in, you're going to be in that player's room and you're going to start getting nervous again. So get out on the balcony, have a look around. 
And then when you get up on that stage and you're walking through that crowd, what a buzz. Every venue does it, but there's something about the Winter Gardens. And I think it's great that the PDC have kept it there. I think they could get bigger crowds in bigger venues, but there's just something about the Winter Gardens in Blackpool as to why that the PDC keep it there, because it's just absolutely fantastic. And like you said, Phil Taylor loved it. I loved it. You chat to a lot of the players. They absolutely love it. There's just something about the place. It's got an aura about it. And us professional players, anybody who ever gets a chance, they climb up the rankings. If they don't get in a world championships, try and try and get into Blackpool for the Winter Gardens. Are you making me wish I was there right now as opposed to in a wet, miserable Auckland evening on a Monday night? Oh, Listen, mate, get yourself, get, yourself, get yourself a flight ticket. You can come and crash in my room. No bother. Oh, it's all, everyone just hear that. It's on the record. I can go stay with the former world number one, Colin Lloyd, in the UK. How good's that? <laughs> uh, Colin, I've got something else here to ask you. I'm sure he commentated many of your games yeah. and you know him very well, but, of course, very well-known commentator yeah. John Gwynn passed away uh, last week. Yeah. Can you just tell us your memories yeah. of, of him? Uh, do you know what? Gwynny was one of your own. Gwynny wasn't just a commentator. Gwynny, he run the he run the dart leagues around. The, he was from a place called Denton in Manchester, and uh, Gwynny run the dart leagues. He was a dart player himself, so he knew and understood the trials and tribulations of trying to be a professional darts player. And that's not being disrespectful to any of the others. I mean, the great Sid Waddell and people like that. They weren't actually dart players. Um, Whereas Grinny was. Uh, difference now is like you've got Mark Webster, Mardle, and John Park. So Grinny was just such a lovely fella. He was knowledgeable. Um, he was quick-witted. Very, very funny man. Um, I, I, I was pleased I got to see Grinny again at the start of the year. I was doing exhibitions down in the south of England. And um, it was great to catch up with John again. He, he looked a bit frail. But you know what? Grinny is Grinny. He got there. He's done an absolutely fantastic professional job as ever, even though he was quite frail and feeling poorly. He'll be sadly missed, not just by myself, but the, the whole Darton family around the world um, because he was, he was that knowledgeable fella and he was that much liked. And, um, yeah, again, mate, we, we mourn the loss of someone fantastic from out of the world of darts. Yeah, great, great commentator and, you know, many great moments with him on the mic as well. Many great nine darters, many great championship moments. Yeah. I think he actually might have commentated uh, when you hit your 170 to win the world match play. He did, yeah. There was, there was many of, uh, there's so many, so many things. You know, my brother, when I won the World Grand Prix, not, not so much the match play, when I won the World Grand Prix, Gwynny was coming out of so many different things. And uh, my brother's got that game on DVD. And the amount of times I go around his house and he's watching it. And he's sitting there laughing his head off. I said, what are you laughing at? He went, listen to John Gwynn. He goes, it's brilliant. And <laughs> you know what? The nice, the, the nice thing was, um, I, I, I had a busy period at one time, maybe about three, four years ago. And I rang with brother Martin. I said, what are you doing? He goes, well, not a lot. Why? I said, I've got an exhibition up in Mansfield. And um, I need to get up and I need to come home the same day. Mansfield's about three hours away from me. He goes, yeah, I'll come up. And you know what? My brother Martin was absolutely over the moon because John Gwynn had been doing um, some football commentary locally. I think he might have been at Nottingham Forest. And he called in. 
and my brother nudged him and looked John Gwyn's over there. Of course, Gwynny sort of like looked up, put his hand up, and come marching towards me. Colin Lloyd, how are you? All right, Gwynny, how's it going? <laughs> I said, big, big fan here, mate. He goes, oh, he goes, who's this then? I went, that's my brother Martin, my older brother. And my brother Martin shook his hand and he went, it's an absolute pleasure to meet you. He went, Jesus, he said, I've listened to you commentate on so many of my brother's games. He said, I just think you're great. And Gwynny said, well, that's very kind of you. Anyway, he goes, I don't want to talk to you. He said, I ain't seen your brother for a while. And he just ignored me, brother, and carried on talking to me. So, um, but yeah, listen, um, we sort of knew it was coming. You know, Gwynny knew it was coming. Um, but, you know, the world, world has lost so many great people just of late. We've lost Andy Fordham. We've lost Nigel Pearson. We've now lost John Gwynn, Mike Gregory. You know, so... I would say to people, anybody who you think is a is is, is someone who you idolised or whatever, make sure you get the chance to meet him or make sure you get a chance to have a conversation with him because you know they're not going to be around forever, and um, just enjoy that moment. And believe you me, mate, I enjoyed every moment I ever had with John Gwynn, whether it be sitting down at a breakfast table, on a dinner table, or just sitting there in general having a beer, chatting darts. You know, um, he will be greatly missed by us all. Colin, Lloyd, thank you very much for your time today and uh, talking about the match play and also John Gwynn and everything else. Uh, look forward to talking to you again another time. Very much so, mate. Thanks very much for having me and uh, enjoy your um, murky evening while I enjoy <laughs> the sunshine here. All the very best, fellas. Thanks very much. Cheers, that's Colin Lloyd. Uh, that's Colin Lloyd there on SNZ at the Yockey, proudly brought to you by the Dart Depot, the Dart Depot. It's all about the darts. And we're 22 minutes away from 10 here. We'll take a quick break and we'll be back with more after this. 18 minutes away from 10 o'clock here on At The Yockey, proudly brought to you by The Dart Depot. The Dart Depot is proud to be partnering with SCNZ to bring you the very best in darts. In studio with me, I have New Zealand's number one ranked player, Big Rig, Ben Robb. He's been away the last couple of weeks due to his busy schedule. And he's played in quite a lot of tournaments and something I have wanted to ask him. He quite often faces a man by the name of Hopai Puha, who is <laughs> a top New Zealand player as well. He's a very good man, very good at golf as well. He's, well, he's one of these men that are, are good at a lot of things, so I'm <laughs> yeah, a bit, yeah. bit jealous. But I just kind of wanted to talk about the rivalry because in darts, especially in New Zealand, and some, I guess even in the, in the professional scene, everyone kind of gets on. Yeah, Everyone's quite matey-matey, always good banter. But you two have such a good rivalry, and it would be great to kind of see that exposed a bit more as in terms of something that we've talked about is possibility of getting New Zealand darts back on, on the TV, whether it's like a Super Series event or a Premier League. And it would just be good to kind of get that rivalry out there because I think it's a fantastic rivalry in New Zealand sport. <laughs> I really do. compared to Because rivalries over here, the, it's, I don't think there's like too much of them. You know, you have Auckland Canterbury yeah. and whatever they do. But I quite like the Ben Rob Hopai Puha rivalry. It's it's <laughs> we, you guys always are in finals. You're always going to right to the end. You always push each other's games. So can you just talk to us a bit about that? Yeah, um, we all kind of came through at the same time. Um, oh, me, John, John Hurrian, and Hopai, we all kind of came through. And his professional background, oh, it's just the way he he holds himself with golf and whatnot. He was the first one to really feel comfortable in, in the big moments and darts and. You know, uh, it was like as I see it, like Warren Perry was the guy holding it down, and then Hopi was the first one to sneak, like you know, kind of show Warren, you know, like keep up with Warren when when I first started playing, and then 
and then he got comfortable when Tahuna came along and had his little his little streak. And then I think after that, Hope I really put his name down as as the guy. And and when I first started traveling, playing darts, a lot of that was support from Hope I. He was, you know, it, me and him go way back, and he would find me accommodation at certain tournaments, and he would be like, "Come on, bro, like pay your own way; it'll pay for itself in the end." Like he was a big motiva- motivator for my own game. And, as uh, as it went on, I started getting a bit better. It got closer, got closer, and he had always put me at the final. Like I think eight finals, he beat me in the final in a row, and that, that hurt. And then I kind of just started winning, and you know he dropped out earlier in stages. I didn't, get, I didn't get to play him as such in the finals. He was getting pipped from you know where you wouldn't think he was, and and then I started to like get comfortable winning, and then we started. Had, had that intersection, you know, where I was at a, at a consistency where I could compete with him at his best, not relying on him missing. And, and you know, now, you know, with the results, I feel like I'm, you know, got my head above the water now as such. And, and hopefully the form that I'm in and him not winning his finals, he will get even more inspired and more driven to, to lift his game. And then it makes us all better because, you know, Hopi Puha playing his best is a dangerous man to play in darts. So the more I can kind of fend him where I can, I'll take it, bro. And, um, yeah, we're good for it. I think we've driven the game up just from how we both have the same goals and we're driven by the same things. And, yeah, I feel like, it, you know, depending on one of us breaks it over in, in England, that might cut that short and back home kind of thing. But... If we're playing here, I feel like we will be competing with each other for a while. So, yeah, I, I always like play that guy. Well, it's always fascinating to see you both always go toe-to-toe, always been Rob Hopiper. It's not something to say about the other talent we have in New Zealand, but just you two just always seem to go guns blazing against each other, no matter whatever tournament it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And to be fair, the game comes down to one missed opportunity in most games. It's... And when I say a missed opportunity, that's a 74 checkout that you get one dart at double that most games we play, we pip, we, you know, we peg it. And if one of us misses, I feel like every single time the other one punishes. So it's a fine line between who wins our games. I've just been lucky enough to, you know, to, to have more of them of late. So, yeah, that's no, cool. 13 minutes away from 10 here on SENZ. We'll take a quick break and wrap things up and we'll find out. Eight minutes away from 10 here on At The Oki on SCNZ, proudly brought to you by The Dart Depot. The Dart Depot, it's all about the darts. Ben Francis and alongside me, Big Rig Ben Robb, who has a very, very busy schedule coming up. I've got it right in front of me, and boy, you're probably going to be racking up a few uh, of those air points. <laughs> yeah, mate. Um, mate, it's the... This, the calendar is busy till September, mate. It's crazy. Maybe October, to be fair. There's, um, because of COVID and our cut-off um, amount of time about to play, everything's just condensed into six months. So uh, it's full on, but look forward to it. So for those that don't know, this weekend at the Black Horse Hotel in Christchurch, 
we will have the qualifiers for the New Zealand, Queensland and New South Wales Darts Masters. So by the time the next show rolls around, we'll know all the qualifiers, local qualifiers who will be competing in all three events for when the PDC comes down under in August. Uh, the man next to me, Ben Robb, currently number one in the standings. And we've got Warren Parry currently second, Hopai Puha third, Mark Cleaver fourth, Stuart Owen fifth and Jimmy Samuels in sixth. Excited for it, mate? Excited, mate. That's why we all play. Uh, a lot of guys with the potential to win these things, so it'd be hard to win. Everyone's up for it. Everyone wants it. Definitely be a toughest comp of the year so far. I think, based on what I've seen, I don't think you can draw Simon Whitlock this year if you do qualify. So, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? so you have to face someone else for a change. Definitely, definitely. Um, if I get there, would love to have a crack at Girl and Price. I mean, Ooh. I know he's a hard game, uh, just the styles we play. Uh, someone that I kind of respect on, on the board, say. So I would hope to have a crack at him, hopefully in the later stages, but, I'll, you know, uh, one day, hopefully. If you do draw him, I really want to see you give it large. It's kind of like when Darren Hedowini made his debut when he played Phil Taylor, and he just gave it his oh. all, and that was so cool to see. Uh, he gave him no respect. But that's what you want. On the board, on the hockey, no respect. But your name means nothing. It's just a game of darts. So I'll, I'll try and channel my inner Darren. <laughs> How good. But the question everyone wants to know is, will you be back here in two weeks' time? 100%, mate. Just... Um, if I'm in New Zealand, I'll jump on the phone wherever I am. I'll probably be in Rotorua Nationals uh, next time this goes the air, I mean, in two weeks. So uh, maybe over the phone we can talk about who's qualified. It'll be a good time. Sounds good. We'll lock him in then. And uh, just before we go, mate, we've touched on the World Match Play, which is the second biggest darts tournament on the PDC calendar. Who are you picking to win and why? You've got about 30 seconds. I'm going to go with Damon Hetter. I want to go to the heat. Number one of the, on the Pro Tour Order of Merit. The guy is humming. He's won the World Cup. Same thing happened to Johnny Clayton. He went on to win a major. He's got all the potential in the world, and I think my boy gets over the line on this. I like that pick. Damon Hitter. I like it. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that, but I really do like it. I'm going another guy who, probably, who hasn't won a major before. Luke Ooh. Humphreys. Luke. Oh, cool hand, Luke. He's won four European titles this year, and I kind of—he's he, translated to the stage before. But I'm waiting for the opportunity, and I'm kind of got a little feeling that it'll be now. We both picked outsiders, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that we're not going with the usual favourites, but we've put our—we'll stick our necks out and. One of us might be right, both of us could be wrong. You'll find out in two weeks' time. But that is all for the latest edition of At The Yockey, proudly brought to you by the Dart Depot. The Dart Depot is proud to be partnering with SCNZ to bring you the very best in darts. Ben Robert has been a pleasure. Absolutely. Pleasure too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys in two weeks here on SCNZ's At The Yockey.